everybody, it's He Yang. Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge, Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Coming up, recommendation systems are used to suggest things to users, from recommending things to buy, songs to listen to, to strangers we could be friends with. Do social media friend recommendations truly expand our friend circles? And instead of curating the most appealing profile pictures on social networking apps, a novel trend of communication discouraging profile images have taken precedence. These little squares of photos exude a subtle message for both employers and colleagues on your chat. Avoid interactions and refrain from assigning additional responsibilities. How does a mere profile pic convey so much implicit information? Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. When you're there and you're so inclined, please give us a five-star review. It will help other folks find the show. Another way to get in contact with us and also to send us some questions that you don't seem to find an answer to. Please send your voice memo or email to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Now on Roundtable, as we continue today's discussion. In the digital age, social network sites have revolutionized the way we connect with others. In contrast to earlier times when people primarily formed friendships with individuals in their immediate physical vicinity, such as neighbors, colleagues, and acquaintances, the digital age has brought about a significant shift. Technically speaking, you could befriend anybody using the same social network. One pivotal aspect of this shift is the feature of friend recommendations. However, the extent to which this feature truly reflects a user's preferences in selecting friends remains a topic of debate. Also, these choices often deviate from those made in face-to-face interactions, and they could be fraudsters if you listen to the first half of the show. So, Li Yi, let's have a vibe check first with people's attitude towards friend recommendation on social media. Well, I think people really have different opinions about this function. I think for a long time, such friend suggestion feature has been a very common function in many social media and networking platforms or apps. 
I mean, they are designed initially to help users to connect with people they might know in real life or they share common interests with to re really expand their social network. However, I think not all users enjoy or want those constant reminders about adding more friends to their lists. For example, I know a lot of people consider their social media account as a very personal and private place. They, they don't really want to share it with other people who are not that close to them, including me myself. And they feel like this social media account is really where I can really pour out my troubles, my, you know, maybe negative thoughts, which I don't really feel like there is the need to share with people I know in real life. However, there are some supporters of such functions. For example, they may think that social media app is where I find more friends, is where I need to know more people. So I think I just prefer such function because it can really help me connect to people who I share interests with, or maybe potentially we can become friends. So, but I think overall people are quite, you know, cautious when it comes to such friend suggestion because you are seeing those apps or platforms are really going wild when it comes to, you know, friend suggestion, because sometimes they are really recommending some friends who you don't really have, say, phone contacts in your phone, however, they are still being recommended to you. Yet you are really curious about how those apps know you mm. know each other in real life. So there's also concern for privacy. Oh, definitely. Josh, what do you think? First of all, do you like this idea of friend recommendations via algorithms and machine learning on all these various apps? And also, how did they know who to recommend to you, especially when it's, well, maybe might be a hit or a miss? Well, to be honest, as far as algorithms and scary personalized marketing AI stuff goes, <laughs> I think that this is probably one of the more simple things actually and it's actually been about for as long as any kind of social media has been because now that sure there's definitely concerns about data access and unintended connections and data storage and security and i'm not neglecting that issue at all but actually a lot of the times these old friends and acquaintances manage to pop up through things like mutual connections um which is quite a simple thing i mean i mean is that even algorithmic? I guess it is, but it's quite simple, really. So, you know, if you have mutual contacts with another friend, then the platform may suggest this to you. I think from the first time you ever had your first MySpace or whatever it may be, you, you saw these, right? And also just your contact information. Uh, social media sites, if you allow them to, may access your phone uh, contacts. They may ask you to do this um, pretty explicitly or... Maybe not, which is an issue, and sometimes mm. you're not sure. Um, and anyway, uh, also data analysis. So the, this is where they do use complex algorithms, actually. Um, things like data, demographics, location, education, so the university that you might have gone to, your workplace details, that's when it can get a little bit scary. Um, for me, that might be a little bit too much. But most of the time, I think that it's okay as long as you are very clearly just shown it as an option, you know? That's for me personally. Yeah. Well, don't you find that people go to different platforms and apps for different reasons? If, let's say, it's um, a work-related 
platform. We all have a couple of names, at least in, in our minds of these platforms. And you're there to, well, quote unquote, social network in the internet space. And maybe the more precise the recommendation of a potential Mm, well, that wouldn't necessarily be a friend, but, you know, a, a new job could start with an acquaintance or with someone who has the power to employ you and see your name show up and see that maybe you have the right credentials and experience. So there are those platforms. And there are also other platforms where maybe like Li Yi just said that you just want to vent your anger and show your darker side where you're not supposed to show at work or in public or whatnot. And therefore, you want to keep a different kind of anonymity there. So... Should different platforms be treated differently and we feel differently about them? Or is friend recommendation or this acquaintance recommendation feature already very much accepted by a lot of people? Well, I think um, you mentioned a really good point here because I think people go to different social media apps for different reasons, maybe for those social networking platforms that is designed for you to know more people for work purpose. Maybe I think I know, you know, I have to, you know, maybe add more friends on such platform. And I would just very much thank those friends suggestion, which helped me to expand my social network. However, I think, um, I think more frequently, we are really using some social media apps or even like lifestyle app and oh, a short yeah. video, you know, platforms mm -hmm. for entertainment purpose. You only want to entertain yourself, you know, after work. And also, of course, for such platforms, I think personally, me personally, I would say I prefer not to be given such friend suggestion feature because I feel like it is my very own place that I can share quiet and private time and especially you know being anonymous on such platform can really offer me some ease or comfort because you feel more free to express yourself and you know you don't really have those fear of judgment and personal maybe other people's opinion when you say something or publish something or even when you are simply sharing your personal life you feel more at ease maybe on those platforms however when you're given you know being say reminded repeatedly about your potential you know uh, acquaintances on such platform meantime you're also thinking that am i being introduced or recommended to other people although i'm not really willing to do so yet i think those apps or platforms are not really offering us an option about whether or not to do it. Mm. It's, it's simply you use this app and, and you accept everything. You accept their uh, terms and conditions of collecting certain privacy data or you are not really choosing to use that app. Well, I think that it is a really good point because as much as one may not mind so much seeing other people you also have to consider the fact that your profile is being presented to other people and that i think is maybe slightly more uncomfortable for a lot of other people right um knowing that a lot of people who maybe you don't want to interact with um maybe there are people that you already know who you have met who you are acquaintances with or maybe even worse than that you've been friends with them and you want to you know cut them out of your life which mm -hmm. can be very healthy sometimes i think 
and you just can't do it. You're not able to do it, right? You, you just keep popping up. And yeah. I mean, I guess that is a privacy. It definitely is a privacy concern. Um, but it, it seems almost more than that. It seems almost like a violation of one's own choice of how to live one's own life. Like, mm -hmm. and, and how, you know, in order to actually do and socialize with who you want to socialize with and be present with who you want to be present with, you'd have to just completely remove yourself from social media, which I think we all really know deep down is the answer, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> really? I, you I, think so? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I think, so. I mean, you're on this site voluntarily. This yeah. is the elephant in the room for me as well. You, you don't have to be a part of this social That's media. That's what the site. tech companies say, or implicitly they're presenting that idea to your customer you're in or you're out okay but <laughs> what you just said josh it reminded a couple of complaints from friends that i know in real life yeah the most annoying thing is you've just been dumped and your ex's profile keeps on popping up <laughs> You've just deleted that person, but somehow, you know, the algorithm or whatever technology that is obviously lame, not up to snuff, keeps on recommending you the people that you do not want to see ever in your life. And then here comes the question, oh, should these technologies be perfected and come up with more precise recommendations? Or maybe that's just completely the wrong question to be asked here. That, why are we in this game anyway? Do you have any thoughts? I think that's exactly the evidence of those platforms are recommending acquaintances in a very precise way. Because sometimes after a breakup, although you hate this person, however, you feel like I'm really curious about what's, what he or Lurker. she is. Yes. <laughs> And also on such platform, if I just click the profile photo on him or her, I leave no trace <laughs> because of, you know, this smart designs of these platforms. Of course, maybe that's just a my you know, weird thought. But anyway, I think those platforms are really doing this in a very far-fetched way. However, I think they also have their own reasons of, say, re keep recommending such functions to its users because sometimes maybe they feel like if a user of uh, their surveys finds their friends or acquaintances in real life is also using their services, it's more likely for them to stay on this platform or app because they, they feel like, oh, maybe this is a really good app or platform. And or it can also be something that, that I can share with my friends in real life. We can really talk about it, maybe talk about some trendy topics on these platforms. So you can't really simply say, no, I just reject this platform because it keeps just recommending different people to <laughs> me. I just want to say no to all the, you know, internet and all the internet services. I think it's quite difficult for us to do that, right? Yeah, and I'm not complaining, but I can't even remember how many times I've been recommended the weirdest stuff simply because I've been doing research for the show. It's not like I personally enjoy searching for these <laughs> items, but yeah, I get the recommendations and uh, I don't know if there's a person in the cloud somewhere watching all this, that person must think I'm, I'm a complete weirdo. <laughs> but never mind. 
taking one for the job, whatever it is. And Josh, how do you feel about this argument that tech companies tend to make? That is, dear customer, we like to make our service better and therefore give us more of your privacy and information. We'll come up with the most precise suggestion for you, tailor-made. Well, I think that that's actually quite appealing for a lot of people. I mean, it obviously is. We, we keep having these conversations about privacy and about how it's almost, it feels sneaky, um, like from these social media companies or something. But I think a lot of people do like their social media experiences to be really tailor-made. And it, maybe most people are okay with not having that much privacy. I don't know. It seems that way from a lot of profiles that I see online. Um, so I, I think that for a lot of people, it, it's not as bad and doomy and gloomy as as it may be for for us, apparently, anyway, on this show. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but I know that I'm always very skeptical about it and I'm very careful. But a lot of people I speak to, they really they really don't worry about it that much. So it, it, it's so difficult to gauge statistics on something like this right it's it's quite abstract like feelings of security and feelings of comfort online and things like that especially with social media so it's very effective and i, I guess it must be effective because it works mm -hmm. i think on today's show there's so far a common thread of the uh dark side and right side of the digital age as well as us giving up so much of our information to various platforms because if it works then you get the tailor-made recommendations that knows you better than your mom does and if not if it backfires then oh internet fraud <laughs> terrible things happen you could lose everything so there's definitely a role for regulators in all of this and it just seems like for every country the relevant watchdogs and also lawmakers are still stumbling their way trying to protect us but to what extent um, you also don't really want to curb the growth of the tech sector so I mean it's it's a tough balance there if I try to be more understanding there um, but also there's one question that maybe we haven't really touched upon yet that is why are these companies trying so hard to recommend friends to us well, I think maybe one major reason that those platforms are eager to uh, recommend you to your friends, recommend your friends to you is that they are really increasing their user engagement because they feel like they can really boost the user interest and curiosity by recommending people you may know. And in the end, they'll just uh, increase the user retention rate and engagement on the platform. After all, uh, maybe making new friends and expanding one's social circle is the major purpose of many people using such social media apps. And also, I think it's not always the, the negative side. I think sometimes when you are browsing those short video platforms or lifestyle uh, platforms, sometimes the recommendation of people you might be interested in or the content you might be interested in can help to expand your world. Actually, you can really 
be connected to people who you share interest with, or you can really have similar values. And maybe, maybe in the end, even though you are strangers right now, you can also become friends in reality. So that is also、uh, one direction that many platforms or apps are going right now.、Hmm. Coming up next, quirky profile pictures on messaging apps can show some dark. Work moods. How to best use these little squares of photos to actively discourage communication without upsetting your employer? Stay tuned to find out more on this. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of roundtable with myself, He Yang. I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. While the past saw a careful selection of attractive profile images on social networking apps, a new trend has emerged, characterized by images that actively discourage communication. These profile pics often boast a rough aesthetic, saturated with an aura of unreliability, serving as a covert message to employers and superiors: "Do not initiate conversation, nor approach me with additional tasks." <laughs> <laughs> so, what do these quirky profile photos look like? Well, I think.、Um It can be quite interesting, actually. <laughs> it can be a like squished face or a cartoon character that seems really dumb, or like a monkey that really look wild and puzzled. But I think、um, overall, I think they are not really good looking pictures. And、uh, when you look at those profile photo of this person, you might just begin to. You know, express concerns about their mental state. Are you okay <laughs> right now? What's going on?、Mm. You know those kind of profile photos, and I think that's quite interesting because it just reminds me of the time that we used the QQ when I was still in my primary school. And at that time, we actually we didn't have a lot of choice of profile photos at the very first time of using QQ. They were like a limited selection、mm. of、uh, you know photos given by. QQ. I mean, the, the company. So at that time, you just carefully select your profile photo. Actually, you may be selecting a very cute animal face, or a very beautiful lady's face, or a handsome boy's face.、Um, the purpose is really to encourage communication, conversation with your friends or your schoolmates, because you want to use this profile photo. Maybe to present who you are, and also to overall deliver a positive message to the outside world. So it's really positive, I would say. But nowadays, you see those young people, especially, they are still selecting those profile photo in a very careful way. However, the purpose is really to discourage communication. It's really to express certain negative signal to the outside world. And more importantly, more people are really using this as a silent protest. At the workplace, to tell you know to let their managers know they are really burning out. However, they might just be you know really uncomfortable of saying no or saying it loud in real life, or they find out even though they are saying no, it doesn't really help anyway. So they are just turning to this kind of profile tactic to send out this message. Yeah, my favorite one is. 
a cute monkey, but looking very puzzled with super messy hair. So, yeah, uh, some people say that, you know, the key here is um, having very un- unfocused eye contact in the... Um, in the profile pic, and also giving out vibes of uh, irascible. So this person could go nuts at any minute. But there's also a subtle caveat here. That is, you want to show that you're not in like the, the best mood. But also, you don't want to give away signals that you're completely nuts, that you're untrustworthy. So it's almost like there is a bit of a balance there. So it can't be completely off-putting, Josh. Do you get the <laughs> gist of this? <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's definitely something that I'm still trying to understand myself because it's way more common in China than it is in my own country to have these kind of profile pictures. Most people have a picture of themselves. Uh, so that's a, a different ball game entirely and it's really interesting though and i think that it is really powerful i think that it is important to get it right you can really send a message with it and it's so interesting to hear about this and i guess that you do want to just get that sweet spot don't you where it's like don't bother me i'm a serious person i take my work seriously but i also i'm a busy person i've got things going on um and you know i'm not really really mean or something like this like i have a sense of humor as well and i'm <laughs> and i'm above average intelligence like oh yeah yeah you just uh, made it even more difficult <laughs> to find the perfect profile pic to encapsulate all of that <laughs> but also this might show a little bit of a cultural difference or app usage difference here that is in china everything of communication goes on WeChat. Mm-hmm. And then that's so annoying. You can't separate work and private. <sighs> yeah. But uh, in some of the other countries where, you know, for work, there's one app and for chatting with friends and people in your personal life, there's another communication app. So, so yeah, we're kind of stuck here. And mm-hmm. therefore, I think the users have devised some really intricate kind of smart, kind of passive-aggressive ways to deal with this reality? Yeah, I think um, that's a very interesting observation, actually. Uh, when you look at those maybe companies or cultures that encourage communication in specialized platforms, say emails, or they have specialized working apps, I guess um, frequently or more commonly, people will just only present a very professional image on those platforms because you know those platforms are only for working it's only for being professional and uh, dealing with everything related to work and it's not really about your personal life however yeah i think nowadays we are basically you know communicating everything on wechat which is a very also very frequent uh, common personal social media message app for us. So it's kind of like people are mingling with everything. On the one hand, we are handling work, but on the other hand, this platform is also the place where we can present and uh, show our personal feelings. It's also about personal life. So maybe that just also give opportunity for people to express 
the real version of themselves a little bit by changing such profile photos, I guess. Yeah. So the profile pics really give away a lot about one's mood, state of mind, personality. But of course, it's not the sole source to judge what this person is like. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Li Yi and Josh Cotterell, for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time.